Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, it was posted by John Zimmerman, I guess it was this morning or maybe last evening, uh, about where we are, where we find ourselves relative to police recruits in the city. And it seems as though that city leaders, business owners, citizens of New Orleans are fast coming to the conclusion that the city will have a severe police staffing problem for years to come. Obviously, we all know that the national competition is severe and aggressive. Uh, bonuses being offered, sinus bonuses being offered, a whole bunch of uh, salary increases across the country. Uh, and this is all reflected in the declining numbers of out-of-state applicants to the NOPD. As, as indicated in the article, that's been their kind of bread and butter here for years. In fact, those uh, out-of-state out applicants outnumbered locals by a three-to-two margin, but now represent fewer than one in three. So it's drying up. No one really knows for sure. There's been a transition from the New Orleans Police and Justice Foundation to do the marketing to the NOPD. There's been a little bit of a change in strategy. There's been a contract signed by the city in order to help them. But no one really knows exactly whether or not any of that has anything to do with any of this. What we do know for sure is that the competition for human capital to be a police officer in this country is intense. And it's something that we have we did to ourselves. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. But the sobering, you know, and, and so what we, we're going to be seeing and what is very sobering is that um, we may end up this year on the plus side by a few folks. New hires greater than departures is how you would define that. Um, but the problem is, and the byproduct of all of this, is that we'll see continuing long response times to most calls, and in some cases, no response at all. And further, we'll experience clearance rates less than the national average. They'll continue to suffer, and crime, made, crime rates excuse me, will continue to reveal steep cyclical increases month over month. About three or four weeks ago, I predicted that this was going to happen here sooner rather than later. But there is an opportunity here, and the opportunity presents itself in a number of different ways. Clearly, the organization of the NOPD needs to hit a reset button. The structure of the NOPD does not work and will not work for years to come in its current construct at 800 to 900 officers. It's designed 
to be somewhere between 12 and 1500. There's been consultant after consultant that has talked about re-engineering the district structure, redoing a lot of different things, super district models that were in vogue many years ago, very decentralized organization. Doesn't bode well when human capital is being stretched. Every available body within the NOPD ought to be engaged in law enforcement activities. No longer do we have the luxury of assigning people to others for security and doing this for that and this one for that one and that one for this one. That needs to go. And there needs to be a regrouping and a prioritization within the organization of what the primary mission is going to be. All police departments have gone through this process at some point in time in the life cycle of the organization. And you've you got to be aggressive in what you're doing. You've got to make sure that you're setting it up for the future department, understanding that this is a three- to five-year, maybe even as long as a seven-year gig, if all things hit on all cylinders. So there's no end to this anytime soon. I mean, that's a sobering fact. So the NOPD is one piece of it. But in the meantime, the NOPD is doing great work. They're making great cases. They're, hot, they're arresting people. Albeit a lot of it is the clearance rates are less than the national average. So we're not setting records there. But nonetheless, every arrest that is made takes on a new level of importance, presents a heightened consequence. And what is that heightened consequence? Is that these are opportunities for the criminal justice system to do what it is supposed to be doing from a procedural standpoint to make sure and ensure that every arrested individual faces, goes through the criminal justice system, and we aggressively prosecute each and every one. Why? These are impact players, all of them. It doesn't matter if it's a, a chronic property offender. That's an impact player to the community. The beneficial byproduct is huge. It's heightened when we're down and out. Everyone that we can get our hand on, we have to look at as an opportunity to make a difference in our community. And we need to seize that opportunity. We need to exploit that opportunity. Not by breaking the law, not by violating constitutional rights, not by violating constitutional standards, by doing it the right way, prosecuting them, putting them in jail, and having them serve time the right way. But this, we've got to, we've got, it's so important that we've got to be clicking on all cylinders from the moment that they hit magistrate court and get a bond set to whether or not they're able to make that bond as to what the bond restrictions or bond conditions are going to be. 
to setting court dates that we hold to. And we're not completely foregoing any common sense as to how to manage a docket and extending the time period, thereby creating a backup in the jail. And as we arrest more impact players out there, we're having a problem. We're not having the throughput. We're not getting commitment papers done on time. We're not transporting inmates to the to the state system. We're not thinking about the throughput through the criminal justice system, and that's the only way this works. But it's heightened now. It's taken on a new level of importance in order to turn this around in the city. Yes, we have a better year this year than last year. But let's put that in context, okay, as we compare ourselves to other cities. So Washington, D.C.'s just hit a record number of murders, right, last Tuesday, 249, on a population of over 700,000 people. You know where we were Sunday before last? 204 on a population of 376,000. They have almost doubled the population. So when we talk about the level of violence in this city, we talk about being in competition with other cities. This one just kind of struck me because I saw a headline that D.C. had hit a record number. Well, the record number for us, I think, exceeded 400 murders at one point in time. And, you know, the thing is, when you begin to put this in context, it raises the level of importance of this throughput that I talk about. Every time we get our hands and successfully make an arrest on a violent crime, chronic property offenders, those who are making significant impacts on the quality of life in our city, we need to make sure that we have a good, positive outcome. That they face the music. That they get their jail time that they deserve. And we move them through the system as quickly as possible. And we need to begin to identify these judges that are not willing to show up for work and put in 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day in order to manage a docket that's not in the three and four hundreds, but is somewhere in just over a hundred at the end of the year, and continue to push on those within the system to do what they're hired to do. You've heard me talk about you know going into the voting booth and making sure that we're we're hiring the right people electing the right people hiring the right people to do the job even if we don't hire or or elect the right people to do the job we need to put the pressure on them to do the job they need to show up for work they need to put the work in this is not busy work we have to give it its due the level of importance there, understanding that they're the fiduciary for the entire community, and that there's a clear understanding as to what our expectations may be. You just heard 
Tommy Tucker talked to Noah and Elizabeth Hanser about what's going on with that case. We fumbled the ball in that case when it came to Cruz Matute. We played with it. We're going to charge him as a juvenile. We're not sure, you know, what we're going to do. He shot someone and paralyzed someone, and we're in a dilemma. We're facing a quandary. And meanwhile, while we're trying to pull this together and collect our own emotions, our our ideological bent, the time period runs. And then we have to go through a whole nother set of court hearings and motions and this and that in order to do what was the right thing all along, to charge Cruz Matute as an adult, plain and simple. You can always decide to go backwards if you so choose. But just do it. That's These are clear examples. Now, you know, in the case of Tata Say, all of a sudden now he wants um, to be, um, he's filed a motion, again, trying to, delay the system to see whether or not he's mentally competent. Well, one of the reasons he cut the the ankle monitor off the other day is, is he wanted to visit his girlfriend who came in town. He had a mental competence to, to decide that, that for him that was worth it, right? Now, it's not worth all the hoopla that he's going through now because he gave up his freedom of being out while waiting to go to trial, and now he's going to be held without bond, and all of a sudden now he's got a competency issue. He made a bad decision. So now the whole system gets frustrated again and comes to an absolute halt. Thankfully, the judge in this case didn't wait around long and said that there would be a hearing in the coming week so that we can get this evaluation done, move on, and hopefully get this case to trial sooner rather than later. Anytime we have murderers sitting around in a jail for greater uh, than two years in a local jail, it's unacceptable. These cases need to be moved on. I think in, in, in Orleans Parish Jail, I believe the last count, there's over 150 murderers sitting in there. We're at Near capacity, running a jail at near capacity or at capacity is incredibly difficult. But these are the things that need to be happening separate and apart from the recruiting that we can focus on at the same time that we're focusing on recruiting is making sure that we get in the bang for our buck in the criminal justice system, that we not miss the opportunities to selectively incapacitate the impact criminal each and every time they present themselves to the criminal justice system. Plain and simple. And every time we do so, it is a missed opportunity for the community at large. And the more elected officials that speak in that context, the better off we'll be by holding those accountable. 
every time an inmate presents him or herself before a judge, that ought to be the reminding message to every judge on the bench. Is this serving the community's interest? Of course, the system is is there to serve the constitutional protections of the defendant. That's first and foremost. Because every time I get reminded, oh, Newell, you know, you're, you're always pro-law enforcement. You're forgetting about the defendant. No, I'm not. But the fact of the matter is, is that we forget about the victims. And we need to become a more victim-oriented model as, a, as opposed to an offender-oriented model. In fact, I was just printing out an article this morning that was talking about Louisiana should revamp jail regulations to better protect inmates. Really? You know, it's amazing that we never have studies that are released by any universities that are looked upon by anybody about victims' rights, about the community's rights, about the freedoms that men and women make the, the sacrifices of their lives fighting for us overseas, there's, there's never a study. You ever notice that? There's never a study about that. We over-offend in this country, and therefore we need to overprotect the over-offenders. It's crazy. As Elizabeth Hansard pointed out in the interview with Tommy Tucker, by the way, Tommy did an incredible job. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like him. I hate these two defendants. I hate what they stand for. I hate the fact that they have the audacity to sit there and now they're sorry. What happened the night that they impacted the lives of Noah and Elizabeth? And now they're faced with financial ruin or the possibility of financial ruin for the rest of their life. What's that about? She's right. Justice in this country is weird. The hardworking, honest individual that shows up at work every day, following the rules and everything else, are the ones that are being punished more so than the offenders. There's safeguards coming out of our ears for the offenders, and meanwhile, the victims suffer for the rest of their lives. And we seem to forget about that. We're supposed to have more empathy and more sympathy for those that are wreaking havoc in our community. I don't know about you, but the empathy and sympathy I have, is for the victims, the victims' families, the system, failing us, trying to gain a better understanding of what, what are our priorities, what are we focused on, where are we going. Yeah, I'm all about rehabilitation and all that. That comes afterwards. That. I don't want to talk about that while they're sitting in a jail. A jail's not a prison. I had this conversation with Sheriff Susan Hudson the other day, as though she gets to pick and choose. They want to start 
the rehabilitative effort the day that they get arrested, the day after they get arrested. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're innocent till proven guilty. You can't, you can't compel them to do anything. There's nothing you can hang over their head. There's no carrot or otherwise to compel them to do anything. That is not where we're going to get the biggest bang for our buck. And the sooner that we come to that realization, the better off we'll all be. Would love to hear from you, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line on Cyber Monday. Let me know what your thoughts are. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.